0: seconds flat. Give me up. Look at Bill, Look at Bill! Oh, Bill, Bill,
1: Bill oh, Wins the
0: 10,000 meters. Stand by for the kick of Dave Waddle.
1: If he's got it, he could make it. I think he did it! Dave Waddle wants
0: to go medal. This is the Seconds Flat Running Podcast. He's
1: been broken three times. He refuses to give in.
0: Hello again, friends, and welcome to mile 119 of the Seconds Flat Running Podcast. In this episode, we'll bring you the second half of the conversation Phil and I recorded last week about fartlek training. Before we jump back into speed play, let's update you on some sizzling track action from this past weekend. At the NCAA Track and Field Championships, it was Florida sweeping the men's and women's team titles in Eugene, Oregon, and Texas finishing as runners-up. Our stars of the meet came from the women's side. Anna Hall led Florida with a heptathlon victory and a second-place finish in the 400 hurdles. and earning 18 points in the hurdles, Hall sacrificed a potential NCAA heptathlon scoring record. She was well on pace through day one of the combined event, but had to come back off virtually no rest from the 400 hurdles final into the 800 meters, the seventh and final event of the HEP. Hall was inspirational in placing those team points and a team crown ahead of her individual aspirations. Kentucky's Abby Steiner opened her day with a third-place finish in the 100, and it only got better from there. She blazed to a collegiate record and world-leading 21.8 seconds in the 200. Then Steiner finished the day with the most spectacular leg of any runner in the 4x400 relay. She took the stick as her team's third leg in fourth place and over 20 meters behind the leader. After a single spin around the track, Steiner covered the gap and gave Kentucky a commanding lead in route to victory. The most electrifying performance of the weekend might have been across the country at the USATF Grand Prix in New York City. Two-time Olympian and soon-to-be Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver Devin Allen ran the third fastest 110-meter hurdle time in world history and blitzed reigning world champ Grant Holloway in the process. Allen's personal best of 12.84 seconds came just days after Florida State's Trey Cunningham set a world-leading mark of 13 flat in taking the collegiate crown. With less than two weeks until the USA Championships in Eugene, the men's 110 hurdles sets up as the toughest team to make, perhaps in the world with Allen, Cunningham, and Holloway all in metal form, and joined by Tokyo Olympian Daniel Roberts. Highlights of all the action we've discussed are available on YouTube, so if you didn't watch live, do yourself a favor and catch those race recaps. Also, the premier event of the coming weekend is slated for Thursday evening at the Bislett Games in Norway. The Diamond League goes to Oslo, and we get a star studded field in the Dream Mile. Jakob Ingebrigtsen leads the way, joined by Australian Ali Hoare, who ran 350 earlier this season, Spanish sensation Moketeer, and 352 Brit Jake Whiteman. Race organizers are billing the event as an assault on Steve Cram's European mile record of 3 minutes and 46 seconds set nearly 40 years ago. We'll review that race and more in mile 120. But for now, let's transition back to our discussion of fartlek training ideas. All right, Phil. So let's dive back in to our fartlek examples. We spent a lot of time last week on history, some basics, Mm -hmm. and then also some of the most famous ones that are really, really great sessions. Now let's look at different constructions for different training paces or efforts. Okay. So let's start at uh, what we'll say is the slower end of this. Okay. Let's consider using fartlek with marathon effort running. Okay. Um, There's a lot of folks who really enjoy or in addition to enjoy, find value in running long tempos at marathon effort. I've been openly critical of this here in the context of saying like, all fifteen or eighteen miles at marathon effort tells me is that you can run fifteen or eighteen miles right. at marathon effort. It's not really race yeah. physiology specific. It has value, it's got mental value, it's got economy value, you can work on fueling. There's value. Physiologically I actually think the best value in that is an underpinning and a buttressing of all the faster work you're doing. Yep. But I don't know that it's the best way just to get good for marathons. Right. If you're a more advanced athlete Marathon pace becomes much more challenging, and that's a slightly different discussion. Mm -hmm. But there is a place for breaking, for chunking marathon pace into fartlek as a way to introduce it into a longer run, as a way to introduce it when you're feeling out, is this the right goal for me? Mm -hmm. And before you've gone into your biggest segments at marathon pace, you might do this in Small, traditional fartlek intervals. So just a couple that I like a lot. You're going to get pretty significant bouts, total bouts of time at marathon pace to really have a lot of value if we're chunking it, right? Mm -hmm. If you're taking breaks. But as you prepare, uh, something like 12 times, 5 minutes at marathon effort, 1 minute easy. Gets me to a full hour of marathon pace running. Even smaller segments, three-minute segments, could be up to say fifteen. We see Ellie Kipchogi's group routinely doing thirteen mm-hmm. times three on one off. Now, understand they're at altitude, so it translates it a little differently. A little different. But what you could do, it maybe to make this more appropriate to your training, is change what you do on the minute in between. This is a pace that maybe you. Keep it more moderate. Yeah. So float it rather than yeah, jog. So the great thing about both those workouts is you're not going to overkill yourself with too much pace. Like they're safe yeah. workouts. Once you're comfortable with the length of those, again, you don't have to immediately dive into 12 by 5 one. You could do eight or 10 first yeah. and get 40 or 50 minutes Build of the into work.
1: Over, yeah. over a, a mesocycle.
0: That's right. Another great example, and this is translated from stuff that's been very successful with some rowers, international mm-hmm. rowers, is the six by 10 minutes. You see that on a lot of their schedules. Six by 10 minutes at marathon effort, let's say. Okay. Perhaps here you're doing one to two minutes easy or float in between. Bigger chunks that I like. Uh, this is one I go to quite frequently in some iteration. I might change these numbers a little bit, but... At the high end, this is much like um, a traditional Japanese long tempo. Okay. Uh, this is the Utashihiko Seiko 1980s example where they would get 60 to 70 minutes of total running that ended up being just a smidge faster than marathon pace, but it was definitely slower than half marathon pace. It mm-hmm. kind of fell in between. For me, at my pacing, I see this often ending up like 5 to 10 seconds faster than marathon and that is up to 20 minute bouts. So now I have that long mental engagement that is valuable. Right. right? We have to know we've got to sustain for a while. long time. Yeah. And I might do three cycles of that.
1: I was going to ask, how long are we doing these over? For like yeah, a, a yeah, 90 minutes, So, minute, two so I might run? get
0: three by 20 or four by 15. In this cycle, the I used this once and I did two by 20. Okay. And this was, my hand was forced a little bit by a road crossing, (laughs) but it actually worked out brilliantly. It was two by 20. I'm doing three minutes, I think two to three minutes in between these is what I did. And then it was 15 and five. So it was still the same total hour, but that last one got broken. And so that five minutes at the end, I worked to half marathon. Closed a little bit faster. This is not a workout I would normally close much faster on. So these are significant blocks, but you could take them if it works for you and change them into miles or kilometers too. And I've, I've chunked stuff that's like four by five K. Yeah. And so those are less than 20 minutes for me. And you're getting the same in the same realm, but on the, this marathon effort stuff, knowing how long you're going to be out there and knowing that, Marathon pace for most of us is not like a significant beat up the body effort. Right. Significantly fatiguing, like faster paces are 40, 50, 60, even slightly more minutes once you're well trained. Mm-hmm. Don't dive into that immediately. work out
1: on the cycle. That's
0: right. can be valuable compositions of marathon or just slightly mm-hmm. faster efforts. Another one that I like to go back to 10-minute cycles and to go back to Kipchoge, because now it's it struck me, is they do a lot of 4 by 10 minute yep. and they do two minutes easy it's in between. Two minutes recovery. Yeah. yeah. Scott Fobble actually used this leading up to Boston with his new coach, uh, with Joe Bosshard this yep. year, moved from Flagstaff up to Boulder. They used the 4 by 10 multiple times, and both examples are at elevation again, and they are running it's not specifically tuned to marathon pace because they're just kind of running at an effort that feels challenging but is controlled. And it ends up being at marathon pace or maybe just slightly faster, but it's at elevation. right? And we know that is more challenging than running it at sea level. So at sea
1: level, it translates to somewhere between half marathon to marathon pace. Yeah, that's probably right. Any other examples you want to give in that range, Phil? No, I think that... From that speed perspective, I think that covers it. The one from a longer workout perspective that I like is one that actually Steven Sattler recommended as part of a like a two-hour long run, five-minute intervals like interspersed every 30 minutes at like critical speed. So basically 10K intervals to look at your repeatability of that intensity as you fatigue. Yes, because we know that critical speed,
0: if, if you're – Doing it over two hours in Mm -hmm. this example, as you near that two hours, that's where we start to see that break down. And so it's an issue if it's breaking down for you at ninety or sixty. That means you got some work to do. But can you
1: hold it to have that same effort on that fourth five minute interval? Yeah, that five minute ten k interval that's occurring from hour one fifty five to two hours. Yeah, that you put in from minute twenty five to minute thirty earlier.
0: And in some ways, that's more
1: of test than a Mm -hmm. workout and that's fine it's just I think that he presents it that way as a fitness test to see how you're he I forget exactly what he calls it but basically your repeatability of that kind of
0: yeah so just understand it as such it's not something you would want to do not repeatedly yes a, a bunch of different times the second thing about that that is maybe a bit concerning to me is running at approximately, let's say, 10K pace that late into a run may present some mechanical issues Mm -hmm. depending on your experience level and your fitness level. And I don't want to, again, I don't want to make this a place where I'm risking injury rather than improving my overall ability. But point well taken. I, I like what you're getting at because I understand that at 155 to two hours, it might fall by a little bit. But my point there, Phil, was if at 55 to 60 minutes or at 125 to 130, if I can't match critical speed, that's a significant sign that, right. that I have real work to do in right. that sphere. And we'll, still
1: some fitness to build.
0: Yes. And we'll come back to some critical speed fartlek here yep. in a little bit. So good. Let's go to half marathon okay. range. Uh, Some of my favorites, we did a half marathon episode a while back, Benji and I, Uh, I used at least one of these examples there, but let's get a little more into it. On the first two, the minute interval recoveries are the same, but our on segments changed. To draw back on what we talked about in the last episode of three and five minute cycles being translatable to what elites are doing for Ks and miles, three minutes at half marathon, And somewhere between a minute, maybe down a little less, Uh uh, 30 seconds at the least, I believe – tangential, but why not? Ronaldo da Costa would do three minutes – would do Ks at three minutes with 30 seconds recovery in the lead up to his marathon world record. Okay, And they were actually – at around marathon effort, but again, it's not race day. It's always a little bit easier on race day. Yeah. It's, you know, but, but to that point, I know that's not a half marathon effort that we're talking about now, but his, his recovery was so short, yep. right? It was certainly a good economy effort for right. him. Three minutes on at around half marathon, one minute easy. That's a pretty safe place also to get some really good
1: threshold work. Well, and that's probably, that's, I mean, we've talked about kind of building workouts through a cycle as well. That's probably a great launching pad to do a handful early in a cycle, but as our fitness builds to add more and more just off of that three minute half marathon effort. Yeah. You could get really good with just that. Yeah, Like you could, you could probably every week, I
0: had this conversation recently of a couple of things that like, just simplify. And that's, I know we're giving you a bunch of examples, but they all fall into just a few buckets. Yep. And the key is just simplify. Don't overthink it. Like if you looked at the schedule that I write for Phil, it's quite simple. There's, there's not a, a ton going on and we're keeping themes. And a lot of these changes are more about staying fresh mentally, Thanks, having variety, having fun and, yeah. and where you are in the training cycle. You could do a short hill day and a long hill day and a long run and get really good. Uh And you could do a hill day and a three minutes cycle day and a long run and get really good. You know, or you could even cut one of those and just do one of the workouts and do strides twice that week and a long run. And you could probably get really Uh good. Keep it simple. Don't overthink Even though Phil and I spend (laughs) hours (laughs) overthinking this, but we're doing that for you (laughs) so that you don't have to overthink it. There you go. That 3 to 1 at half marathon effort, I could see a space for building that up to – well, I did it 11 by 3-1 uh-huh. in this cycle, which was essentially one that was slightly slower. I opened up with a slightly slower one, eased into it, then 9, so I got to my 10th rep. Mm-hmm. The next 9 were all half marathon, and then I closed one a little bit faster you could make an argument for going to 12. Yeah, I think that's a good workout. An advanced runner probably could go to 15 yeah, and take probably that. probably
1: capping it at 40, 45 minutes. Of exactly. That,
0: that's my thought. You're taking that 15 by three, one that uh-huh. I just talked about at marathon. You could do it here. It, it's definitely more challenging, but 10 to 12 is probably yeah. a very good place to build to where you're getting 30-ish minutes of yeah. half marathon pace work, but it might be six or eight to start and that can still be really, really valuable. The same with a two-to-one fartlek. That ratio of two minutes on, one minute easy. This is one that you could build to an hour for the whole session mm-hmm. and get good work out of it because you get 40 total minutes at half marathon yep. effort, which I think is like a high-end – I don't want to say sweet spot because I don't think there's such a thing. But if you can get that much work at the high-end at half marathon effort, that's a really that's a good, good amount, but dose. you can get yeah. better off – 25 or 30 yep. minutes. So start there and grow into it. So, you know, if, if you've experienced and you're in a half marathon build, do 15 by two, one. Yeah. And then maybe down the road, you come back to it and do 20. You're extending how long you can do that work. The other way to, to shift this would be how do I handle longer blocks? Again, mental engagement in the workout. We've gone before a lot with that Mm -hmm. eight-minute segment, so perhaps it is starting with three by eight minutes, I believe four to be more effective, but you have to be prepared for it. Three is good, four
1: when you're fit. Well, and you have, I think, one of my last workouts you had me do, maybe three. Three weeks before this last marathon was like four by eight minutes. Yeah, kind of at that half marathon with two easy effort. in yep. between. When Which I keep... that was that to me at that point in the cycle, it was a solid challenge. Like going into it felt manageable, so it wasn't something that was intimidating. Coming out of it wasn't something that totally beat me up. Didn't wreck you, no, yeah. but having the confidence to you know 32 minutes worth of, of solid work at that effort yeah. really was a, a good confidence builder because it was it was tough but it wasn't unmanageable I'm using a general
0: guidance here again when we work around 15k and a half marathon pieces I, I just use a simple guidance keep it simple of about five to one when I'm doing the longer ones if they're longer than five minutes, for every five minutes, I, I tend to want to get at least one minute of yeah. recovery is how I chunk it. Eight to two. I would cap this at five cycles. Yep. Uh, that's hard, but I do think yeah. there's a place for it. Um, but three or four for most of us is, is probably more common uh, along this line at half, just, just slightly faster than half marathon for a lot of us. Is where that traditional threshold line, mm-hmm. that our race effort, uh, I tend to try to put a pin in it to a race pace because especially for beginners, that can be easier to have a specific association. Yep. And so 15k is the race that I will often use. Uh, a more novice runner might be able to use a use 10k. 10K yeah. yeah. Any construction of these three, four, five, six minute reps. With a minute easy with a minute
1: recovery, yeah. Again, don't overthink that because or even for that's a, bread and a, butter, a runner that's not quite as experienced doing three to four minutes at that pace with two minutes recovery, yeah. And just trying to build the number that you can repeat up to twenty minutes to I would say maybe no more than thirty minutes for a beginner runner. Yeah, like that's a a good launching
0: pad. And what I love about what you brought up is the next step is even someone who's more advanced can use a two-minute recovery, but make it a float to go back to that. And now we kind of ride that wave of three on, two steady. I'll do that for up to 40 minutes. Uh, It could be eight cycles, up to. That's great, again, substitution for maybe a threshold type effort that you can have some fun with that you can change the terrain on all of those types of things that can make fart like both valuable and fun. Yep. Anything else you want to hit in that half marathon range, Phil? Let's go faster. You want to get to the speed <laughs> need for speed. We do a lot of work with fart, like at around 10 K effort. This block I'm in right now of examples, probably are 12 K to eight K efforts mm-hmm. and 10 K Right in the middle is is probably what you're typically using. Not a lot of people uh, comparatively run eight k's and twelve k's as compared to ten k's, so right. it can be easier for you to basically like a forty
1: minute race effort, right?
0: Yeah, I, I think that's fine to use in this. These examples are going to fall in the forty down to thirty minutes mm-hmm. uh, of racing. What pace you could hold? Yep. Three simple favorites here. One we've already discussed. Imagine this. You can use it, but just change the paces. (laughs) It's three minutes on, one minute Uh off. It's it's more challenging now at ten K. And in fact, when doing it at ten K, I might do the first rep at fifteen K, twelve K, maybe even half marathon to open it. And I'm not going to do as many total cycles. So how many
1: of these are we doing versus your uh, so half marathon pace? I, I probably
0: cap these at eight
1: yeah where where would you start five
0: five is a great introductory number six and seven for a lot of people it's probably a good bread and butter yeah yeah and then what i would do is just just barely change the the numbers here on your cycles four minutes on 90 seconds off we've talked about this before it's the same principle And then the one that may be the most challenging, five minutes on, two minutes off. I don't much care for running at 10K pace in blocks longer than five minutes. But again, it comes back to our comment on what elites do for a mile. Just take the the V-Hill, the classic V-Hill workout of six by a mile Mm -hmm. with two to three minutes recovery and look at the paces that that they were doing it as compared to their race paces. Yeah. Because it fell really close to a ten K effort yeah. most of the time. So four by or excuse me, four minutes on, ninety seconds easy. Win fit six of these is a really nice yeah. challenging effort. You can do five of them, That's it's great. The five two, uh, five minutes on, two minutes easy, I probably cap that at five. What you see happening here is 20 to 25, yeah. like just below 20 minutes to yeah. up to 25. And this work is plenty. If you want more work beyond that, here's the kicker. Go what has now become seen as 10 man style and take all these and just add the hills after. Change the stimulus. Go to something that you can benefit from and add four, five, six times a 30 second, 40 second hill. Yeah. yeah that, that is, I believe, probably more valuable than driving yourself into the ground with a bunch of extra reps here when you're, reps. Yeah. Yeah, when you're starting to fatigue and break down, get a jog break, recover, go to a hill, add that in. Get a little different stimulus. Yeah, I like that a little better. Caveat there to go backward. Up to a minute hill. Yeah. Up to a minute hills, particularly, especially if it's not a huge steep grade. I've tacked those onto the half marathon stuff too. Yeah. You can do that as well. Be creative. Simple, but creative. <laughs> they can go hand in hand. Anything else? You no, I, I like those. At faster than this, uh, I don't do a ton of work yeah. at faster than these paces. I, I assign it to some people based on what they're training for, but I tend to simplify into uh, a couple categories. One is if I'm at like around 5K efforts, mm-hmm. maybe 3K at the fastest, I'm still going to use that three-minute interval, but I might get three minutes
1: Yeah, much longer recovery. recovery. Uh, so
0: so three on, three off, that's a, that's a great 5K workout. It's a great cross-country workout mm-hmm. if you're training for cross-country, uh, like a 5K, 8K cross-country race. Well, and, and
1: that's really a, a much different stimulus than what we've talked about before, where that three minutes on at 5K pace is really more around like a VO2 max That's right. Effort, but then you're taking a complete recovery. So you're still jogging, you're still moving, but you're giving your system much more time to replenish with that you know, equal recovery of three minutes or so versus at some of these, you know, half marathon, marathon efforts, you're playing around that threshold line, you know, maybe pushing and pulling, but you're kind of bouncing just yeah. over and and below it, kind of bouncing back and forth. So these faster paces, it's a little bit different physiological stimulus.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The other way to attack that might be in what we call micro bouts or micro segments. I'll do this at 10K and faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, where both the on's and the off's are very short. Yeah. You could do this with your one-to-one fartlek, to go back to the previous example of what the Kenyans do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could run one, at one minute at 3K to 5K, one minute easy. Great workout. Yeah. If that's the goal of your day, remember, we've said this here a number of times, remember why you're doing what you're doing when you're doing it. There's a purpose yeah. to the day. Uh, it doesn't mean that that eliminates the fun and the joy of speed play. Well, you want to know what you want to get out of it. But know your intent. Yes. what it, What is your goal? What is your intent? You could do, let's say, 10K pace. If we slowed it down, you might do those bouts for a minute with a 30-second easy recovery. Yep. And you could do 10, 12, 15, etc. of these, um, even up to 90 to 30. Yeah. We mentioned my example of running 400s with mm-hmm. this short, with a hundred meter jog. Well, it's kind of taking that and just putting it away from the track where right. it might free your mind and be a little more Cover, fun for you. A little bit different terrain. Yep. You see 30-30, meaning 30 second on off in Canova training group, other East African training groups. Julian Wanders, so mm-hmm. I think now is actually with renato canova but previously was leading his own training group Uh, they might do it like at the end of Mm -hmm. a a longer fartlek or as its own session but a bunch of reps it almost becomes like 200 on 200 off type thing that you'll see people do after a track session yep it's kind of sharpen sharpen yeah it's almost like strides it's it's harder than that yeah but it's it's in the realm there's a lot of research interesting research being done into like really short bouts 15 right. seconds on 15 like seconds your off type intervals or your That's high right.
1: intensity interval type stuff yeah but when you look at the the
0: research on that stuff what it's getting compared to is the problem. Right. Uh, Their the controls they're using are not effective. They're not workout sessions that you would assign if you really wanted to get good at the stuff we're talking well, and about. And they're short
1: study durations too. So they're showing some promising benefits, but we're talking over a six to eight week period versus, you know, how does this fit over a year or how yeah, does this fit sure, over that's critical. several years? Uh, Part of the reason I
0: I say that to dive in just a little bit more for the audience who may not read into this stuff is what makes these studies so challenging is you have to create a control. You can't just throw stuff at the wall to compare to these micro-bouts. And so you have to pick a set workout that you're using repeatedly – and uh it might not be the best approach if you were just going to use that workout but they have to have something have some to lab test it which is reason number 100 that we've gone through why the lab testing often follows what what the coaches the coaches have already seen and what the elite athletes are doing in practice yeah. andy jones mm-hmm. who was a, a lead scientist with the breaking 2 project uh, an excellent exercise yes. physiologist in the UK. In his buildup, he did train, I think it got derailed by injury, maybe for Prague last year. He was posting every he, week. Was he
1: trying to go under three or something yes, like that? Yes, going under yeah. three
0: at age
1: 50-ish yeah. or something like that.
0: He did use a significant number of high rep, short bouts, uh, what I would I just call really dense workouts yeah. like this? Like my 20 by 400 example where it's not like I'm running these 400s all out. It's just a very dense session. He had a lot of these 30 30s where he was doing it like 30 times 30 30. Interesting. You know, to, to try to work. I think a bit of that was about economy mm-hmm. and, and working on as well turnover. And he did make an interesting admission in that. One of the, the flaws of his approach had been his tendency toward injury, and there was a lot of quality work in what he did. Not near the amount, though, if we're going way off on a tangent now, he presented, it's probably been five years ago, at one of the European sports science conferences, about a two-week block from Paula Radcliffe leading up to her World Marathon, uh-huh. Women's World Marathon record from now about 20 years ago. It had an incredible amount of quality work in it. But so much of that was done in between lactate threshold one and two. Mm -hmm. So much of it was like marathon to half marathon pace work. And so that's an application you can take with fartlek as well. The total number of these sessions that you do is probably fewer if you're getting into these faster fartleks than if you're doing the comparatively slower paces, but hers was off the chart, And what you saw was uh, also her numbers are really interesting because she had a, a high VO two max early mm. on, but really didn't see much improvement in it. But her running, running economy, economy improvement yeah. was through the roof. And perhaps that approach is part of the reason why. Any others you want to add for some faster stuff? I think we, the big one really is the 30 thirties. I mentioned last time that at higher speeds, at like 800 pace, Uh let's say, the 20-ish second to 40-ish second, very but not a lot of reps is a really challenging bout that I know successful track coaches have used. I know some successful long sprint coaches in uh, the flatter parts of the country and Mm -hmm. particularly in rural parts of the country will use a telephone pole to telephone pole uh fart like that's almost about that same amount of time, twenty to forty, where yeah. you go to the next one hard, then to the next one easy, easy. and so on. Recover cover yeah.
1: between telephone poles and yeah. spread to the next one. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I'll close with the one that I think is perhaps the purest fart like that takes us back to what the Swedes were doing when they were breaking world records eighty years ago. And it's one that I still use today and others use as well. It is perhaps the least structured and it's done in nature and yeah. that is what i just call a hill fartlek running a hilly course and then deciding how you want to attack said course the basic way i'll go with is run the uphills hard mm-hmm. pick a point where you say i'm starting here on this hill
1: and i'm getting to there and that's true pure fartlek well, we've done a workout here in town before. Yeah, uh, you're gonna steal what I was just gonna uh, say. Go uh, for uh, it, man. No, Don't let me steal your thunder. No, no do it. No, yeah. we're, you know, starting there, what is that in North Main and Park? Yes. Uh, and going out to Rutherford to Rutherford, it's what maybe three miles out. Yeah. Going so, right it's down Rutherford and then two plus back.
0: miles
1: straight out North
0: Main Street yep. in a really hilly it's part of town. More hills along that. Each it's, direction, yeah. I believe that's right. I think you get. It's either four or five hills
1: each way of varying distances Mm -hmm. and varying grades. So where we just run run uphill hard and then recover down and run uphill the next hill hard. But you could
0: compose it so many different ways Mm -hmm. depending on what your goal is. You could take that same workout and if you're going to go run one of these downhill marathons, maybe you need to work on going down steady or down at, at the race pace or maybe you're still charging up. To work on that fitness, but you're taking a pause at the top. If you're out on just a hilly road loop, maybe you decide I'm going to go hard ups, easy downs, steady flats. You've got so many options. And this, in some ways, in addition to looking like what the Swedes did when they first did in the forest, as you said, looks like what some of the East Africans are doing Mm -hmm. now. It's in some ways what Peter Snell did. 50, what, 60 years ago yeah. on his long runs on that's the way to be, he had a lot
1: of his guys. That's too. right.
0: On the, on the way to being the best mid distance runners in the world. It is just true, pure fart There's, there's no structure. There's no rigidity. There's the joy of feeling running hard through space. Yeah. And that is a beautiful thing. Yep. Any others you want to close with? I think we covered it. Yeah, this is great. You have a big bank of workouts now. From both this episode and the previous episode. Mm -hmm. As you sift through this information, just remember to to stay simple in the overall plan. Don't try to do them all. That's not the goal. But maybe if you're on a seven-day cycle, there's a week in your training plan where you do track intervals or you're already doing some fartlek. These are examples that you could plug into that day just once a week, doesn't even have to be that frequently, and know what your intention is for the pace or more appropriately, effort. with far, like the effort you're trying to work on and pull from this list that we've created. To some degree, that's what we do with the athletes we work on, yeah. but we know for them more dialed into their needs. Uh, so we are, of course, always happy to take your questions, email us secondsflatpodcast at gmail.com if you want to talk more about how this might fit into what you're doing, please subscribe, rate, and review. I saw we have enough reviews on Spotify now that we officially have a five-star rating. Oh, so, we deserve it. How about that? <laughs> you deserve it, Phil. I I'm three and a half stars at best. Wow. Uh, we appreciate that. that that's, yes. that's wonderful. And we so much appreciate the people who have come out to the recent events. The run uh, a couple of weeks ago with Hoka in the morning, the global running day on the 1st of June with New Balance. We had like 100 people out here. We had you trying to run yeah. with your daughter in a stroller when you didn't have a stroller. <laughs> and what a scene. It's absolute chaos. That's
1: the best way to describe it. Yes. <laughs> so, so shout out I, to run into the, to the nice mural that you guys have yeah, the, here. That the, looks fantastic.
0: Well, I like to present it as being on the side of the studio more so than on the side of the run-in building but yeah the cool street art here on the side of the building that will be where the the swamp rabbit trail will soon extend all the way across town can't wait to get out on that trail and hit some fartlek on the uh, open section we look forward to seeing everyone again next time thanks so much for joining us on seconds flat have a great week